Aloha, people of God. It's your brother Mike Dillard coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So, how y'all doing? <laughs> you know, sometimes I'll be in the car, uh, the message will come up, and uh, I just record it where I'm at. That's why I say, you know, it's a live and dynamic podcast. Wherever the message comes up, that's why I'm putting it down, right? Wherever I get it, that's why I spit it. So let's hit it. So, what you may not know is that kind of how this podcast evolved was when I used, to, I think I said this one time before in a message, but when I used to go preach at the prison, this is kind of how Holy Spirit would give me my lessons, right? I would go to the gym in the morning. I used to work out at the army base, but now I go back, I work out at the Navy base. Now I prefer that much better, but anyway, go Navy, beat army. But I would be in the parking lot at the gym and the message would start coming up. And many times, many times either A, I didn't work out or, you know, I just pushed my workout later because at some point I realized, you know, at first I was like, yeah, I'll get the message. I'll, I'll just remember it later and I'll, I'll, I'll write it down later. I would go work out. I would handle my business first before the Lord's business and I would forget it wouldn't come back to me. I would forget the message. So then I realized, okay, you know what? Wherever it comes up, uh, that's where I'm recording the message. And I would just record it on my phone, which is essentially what I do now. I tell you, I don't have no fancy studio or nothing like that. This podcast, I record this podcast. I record this podcast uh, on my phone, right? It's on my phone, <laughs> There's nothing fancy about it. The message comes up. I record it on my phone. I upload it to my site and then go from there, right? It's a pretty quick process. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of how this came about. So I learned when the message comes up, you just got to jump on that bad boy. And then eventually when the Lord told me to start a podcast, you know, I realized, oh, it was essentially, and it was almost like training for this, you know, it's you know, principle upon principle, right? Uh, or precept upon precept, right? So he already got me prepared to do this thing, right? So anyway, yeah, I'm in, I'm in the car and I was recording stuff because I still record other things that I don't upload to podcasts. It may be ideas for a new book that I'm working on or a new poem or, you know, a, a motivational uh, uh, speech or something, a keynote speech or whatever that I'm working on, right? And I'll, I'll just record that stuff and then I'll, I'll have it saved. Because just like with any idea, right? You know, you get an idea, and don't worry, I do have a title. You, you get an idea, maybe like as soon as you first woke up. And then, you know, within two or three minutes, that idea is gone and very rarely does it ever ever come back right but at the time you knew it was something profound if only you had recorded it written it down as the message came up this is important right obviously this is important because holy spirit has me going here um instead of just jumping immediately into the message i planned on giving right the word of god is is very important i believe in this generation we, the world, so to speak, has forgotten the value and the importance and the significance 
of the most high God speaking, right? It's so powerful if you really just stop to think about it. You know, people get so complacent with God because he's God and oh, he loves me. You know, he's always going to love me. He's always there for me. He's just a prayer away. You know, all these different things that we say, which is true. But the problem is that we become complacent with the Lord. You know, it's like people sometimes they not to compare the Lord to a wild animal. But what I'm saying is this. Sometimes people will train up these wild animals. They'll have these powerful wild animals, a lion or a bear or a tiger or something, right? They're training them up wild. And they lose the respect and the fear of that animal, right? Because they got so close, they bonded. I fed this animal with a, a bottle, fed it milk when it was a young, a young lion or whatever, right? I, I'm his mom, I'm his dad, it would never hurt me. But, but they failed to respect the power, right? They failed to respect the power because they got too complacent. And then you know what happens, right? How many horror stories have we heard where, you know, this person was raising up these wild animals, these Bengal tig uh, tigers, these lions or whatever it was. And, and then one day, you know, uh, the animal was never truly uh, tamed, right? It's, it, the nature of a thing is the nature of a thing, right? And it flipped out and it, it it just slaughtered. It slaughtered the people, right? So, again, not to compare God with a wild animal, but what I am saying is, look, you have to respect the power, right? And the nature of the person that you're in relationship with, and especially an intimate relationship, uh, lest you get com complacent and you forget who that person really is, right? The Lord is God Almighty. You can't even look at God's face without dying. If you're if you're alive, you know, the Lord said to Moses, no man can look upon my face and live. You will die. He is that holy. He is that holy. Right? He's not your homie. He is holy. He is God Almighty. And even though we might like I call him daddy, right? Father God is that's my daddy, right? You know, the Lord is, you know, my Lord. He's my king. I call Holy Spirit master, even though they're all master, right? But Holy Spirit is here inside of me. He's boots on the ground me. I call him master, right? But they're all my master. But I never lose sight that he is God Almighty. And it just blows me away when he talks to me. Why? Because he's God Almighty. When he spoke at Mount Sinai and the people of Israel heard him, they were terrified. Even Moses said, right? I am so, what did Moses say? Moses said he was, he was so afraid he was trembling, right? When God speaks, right? It, it, it's a, it's a life-changing event. It's, it, it, it should be something that humans never forget, right? Because the most high God has spoken. He ain't just some average human. This is God. When God speaks, he, he creates realities. When God speaks, he creates universes. When God spoke, he created the heavens and the earth. God's word is powerful. Whether it is his written word, the logos, or whether it is the spoken word, the rima, it is the word of God. And the Bible tells us that Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word of God, which is God. He is God. Amen. 
So we really have to have more of a respect for God Almighty. And by God, I mean the Lord Jesus Christ. By God, I mean Father God, right? By God, I mean Holy Spirit. We must retrain ourselves to have a healthy fear of the Lord, right? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, the Bible says, right? And it doesn't mean fear like you're afraid he's going to kill you. He loves you. He doesn't want to hurt you, right? But that healthy fear, that reverence, right? Like I said, you, you have to respect the power, right, of that person uh, and the nature of that person that you're in that intimate relationship with. And, and this can happen far too often with mature Christians. Baby Christians are already in awe of God. They are, they're in awe. They're not, they're not getting complacent. They're amazed with him, right? We need to go back to our first love, the Bible says, right? And, not, and you think about your first love. It wasn't just that it was your, the first person that you, you fell in love, but it was those tender feelings. It was that feeling of awe and you know, every time you're in love, it's like, ah, oh, love is such a wonderful feeling, right? You know, there is a feeling of love also, right? Um, it is. It's a wonderful thing, but you never forget your first love, right? You may, you may love, you know, you may be in other relationships along the way and some may kind of dim or whatnot, but, but your first, nah, you don't ever forget your first love, right? those feelings, the way that you looked at that person, just, you know, what they invoked in you, right? It was just, it's so powerful. And, and that's what we need to do, right? When you're, when you're a baby Christian, you have so much awe and reverence for the Lord. You're not complacent with the Lord. But over time, right, as we call ourselves, quote unquote, mature, we can tend to get complacent with the Lord. I've done this at times myself. I believe we all have, right? And the Lord is merciful, right? He don't just check you, you know. You might have been like, oh, Lord, yeah, whatever it is or that. You know, or talk to the Lord like you're talking to, you know, any old body, right? Um, but you got to check yourself, right? I have to do the same thing from time to time. Say, hey, hey, this is the Lord, right? Lord, Lord, I'm sorry. Sorry, Lord. You know, let me remember. Let me remind myself who I'm talking to here. And so when the Lord gives you a message whether, you know, he, he gives you a message, whether it's through somebody like me or if it came through a prophet. You know, I'm a teacher, right? I'm a teacher and an evangelist. I'm not a prophet. I have a prophetic gift, which is starting to show itself more and more. But I'm not a prophet, per se. Right. My sister Marie, Marika, she is a prophet. Right. Uh, Brother Eli is a prophet. Right. Um, sister Courtney, a prophet. Right. If the message comes through a prophet right or if it was something that the lord gave you in your private time you need to write that down you need to take those words very very seriously and remember right the word of the lord comes it comes to change things it, it comes to create new realities right so when the word comes to you whether it's bringing healing or or salvation right or transformation, what, what, you know, or, 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 uh, uh, increase in your wealth or business or whatever, new ideas. It, you got to understand it's, it's life changing. There's no way that the Lord can speak and it doesn't change lives, right? Because 
again the Lord speaks he speaks things into existence he, that's why he literally can do anything there literally is no thing that God cannot do because all he has to he has all power he literally just needs to speak and thus it is that's that's that okay so when the Lord speaks to you it is important that you discipline yourself you train yourself that oh that's that's a message from the Lord let me take notes on this right let me let me take some notes on this if you're hearing a message like my message is okay my, my average message may be like uh 40 minutes maybe an hour sometimes right i'm not saying you got to write everything down but if you have a journal and it's good to have a journal wow i didn't know that this was going to be this at all <laughs> okay this message um but if you have a journal it's important that you write down the things that are germane or rather uh, more important or more significant for you things that stand out to you things that's going to really help you to grow you need to write those things down so you come back to them in your journal again 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 okay this is how you grow the lord is just not speaking to you just he doesn't speak idle words so if and when the lord chose to speak to you and give you a message then that is important he brought that to you right to change your life and make it better okay whether it's encouragement and exhortation or even a rebuke right any one of those things is going to help you to transform it's going to change your life and make it better if you listen to it and implement it okay so please apparently this is something holy spirit wanted to talk about because i had no inkling whatsoever that i was going to talk about this let alone talk about it for 14 minutes okay so please discipline yourself remember who's talking to you the lord is talking to you right he gives you ideas he gives you messages he gives you corrections man write that down it's super important right your buddy down the street may say something to you that's different you may not write it down they ah, that's different right his words or her words are not life-changing but when the most high god speaks come on now that's that's the way you show reverence also right that's the way you show reverence and worship him right you write those words down they're sacred words right and you okay okay so anyway not not to keep harping on that I, i've said what i needed to say what he wanted me to say and now i'm on to the next thing right and uh it's funny but i see when i get a message like this i don't pray because it's just coming up it's coming up it's coming up it's hot it's hot it's right it's, it's coming up coming in hot but i'll pray after the fact right <laughs> so father god thank you so much for that message uh, thank you for your word god almighty thank you that you choose to say anything to any of us because the scripture says none is holy right no, no not one right no not one all have sinned god you don't gotta say nothing to any of us nothing you made us you can make more if you wanted to right like the scripture says right you know you the very rocks them if somebody doesn't praise you the very rocks themselves will cry out you you can do that you are almighty god and your word is so powerful and it's it's permanent your word is eternal so you every word that you give to us it's powerful it's life-changing it's meaning father i ask that you please help us to discipline ourselves give us the grace god forgive us for the times that we just 
didn't take your word uh, with that much reverence. And we just treated it like anybody else's words. So forgive us. And I, I pray that you have blessed us with the grace to receive this message and the grace to implement this immediately, Daddy. Immediately to remember who you are and uh, how important your words are and that we would take your words to heart, God, and, and do them immediately. So, you know, our lives can change for the better like you want them to. So, you know, I ask these things in, in Jesus' name and I ask also, lastly, that you would forgive the sins of me and my brothers and sisters and our family members around the world, Father God, in Jesus' name. We love you. Thank you. Amen. All right. Title for this episode <laughs> is One Strike. One Strike. Or maybe One Strike Done. I, I don't know. I'll work on it. But listen, you have to use wisdom. The Bible says that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, right? Satan will send people against you, right? Sometimes Satan will use a bad situation, but more often than not, he will send people against you to try and trip you up some type of way. And it won't be obvious because he's not stupid, right? He's going to send people usually to get close to you so that they can hurt you. So that they can wound you to try and trigger something. So that way, when you see it, oh, wow, okay, I'm going to share this. Well, okay, well, listen. So the Lord has recently been giving me many dreams and visions. And as I get them, I'm, I'm understanding he wants me to record them. So like I said, I get things that I don't put on a podcast, but I record it. So it'll have the date and whatnot. So like today, I he gave me a dream this morning. It may have been like... Mm, I think it was like 4.15 in the morning, right? And and what happened was... Oh, God, help me with this. <laughs> what happened was... I was ironing my clothes. It was like I was back on the submarine in the particular part of the submarine, what we call cruise mess. It's where every base... It's basically kind of like the dining room area on a submarine, Right? where you eat your food and all of that stuff, right? When they're not serving meals, you sit out there, they give training out there, or maybe you can like play card games or something like that, right? Um, but anyway, I was in that area, cruise mess, and for some reason, it had, it's a dream, I'm just gonna say. For some reason, it was like in the middle of my high school. I don't know why, but it's a dream. And I was ironing, <laughs> I was ironing a, a, a shirt, for work and uh, I knew while I was in this dream that I had all I had put out like I was trying to do uh, make a Christian production like a Christian movie or something like that and so I was looking for actors and what not to be in this um, I just knew that you know how you just know certain things in a dream so I just knew this so I'm ironing my shirt and then I saw this guy from the submarine who I knew was a nuclear engineer like this guy really was on one of the boats with me on the boat he wasn't an evil person he kind of kept to himself but in this dream as i'm ironing shirts i noticed he was walking up to me and he had this evil look on his face and i'm like uh okay that that dude's got an evil look on his face like what what is he up to so i didn't do anything because i knew the dude couldn't hurt me uh he kind of walked around behind me and then when i turned and looked 
like I took my eyes off of my iron for like a second or two. When I looked again, the iron was gone. It was, it had been unplugged. The cord was all wrapped up and it was sitting on a shelf. And I saw water. Like, you know, you fill the iron up with water if you, for those that iron clothes so you could steam it. So that let me know right away, like, oh, this dude unplugged my iron. He dumped out all of the water like he's trying to slow me down, right? And then he wrapped the iron up and put it back on the shelf. So I looked, I just looked at him. I said, uh, why would you do that? <laughs> I wasn't mad at him. I said, dude, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And then I saw he was trying to like flex on me. So like, you know, like in a uh, street vernacular, if someone's trying to flex on you physically, it's like they're pushing up on you. Like they're getting ready to fight. They want to test you. So I saw this dude flexing up on me and I was like, are you kidding me? This dude, I know this dude ain't trying to flex on me. Right. So this does have a point. Holy Spirit always helps me to weave everything together. This has a point. So I'm like, all right, dude, let's play Mercy. If you know what Mercy is, Mercy is a game where usually guys will play it, where it's like you grab each other's hands and then you try and bend, you try and force the other person's wrist backwards into a painful position. And it's so painful that they'll just give and say, mercy, mercy, right? So I let this dude do it first. You know, he's pushing with all his might and I'm like, oh, okay. It was like nothing. And then finally, I said, okay, enough of this, right? Boom, I just I just slammed his wrist backwards and I just kept slamming, you know, it was a very painful position. And finally, he's like screaming like, eh, eh, eh. and I'm like, say it, say it. What do you say? He said, I, I, I love you, I love you. Okay, so I let his wrist go. I said, dude, why would you try and flex on me when you, you already knew you couldn't beat me? Like, what's up with that, right? get out of here so i didn't kick him in his butt but i gave him like a movement with my foot like i was gonna kick him in his butt get up out of here kid you're bothering me right so he went on his way and then right after that there was somebody else that came up and he had an evil look on his face but i knew this person that's just how he looked he always looked like that right so he walked up to me and i in my mind i'm like oh here we go now what and he says so i hear you're making a production uh yeah yeah, yeah, I, I, I hear you're making a production is for the people of God, right? Uh, yeah, and he was like, yeah. So he just stood there, and I'm like, what is this dude doing? Like, what? yeah, I'm doing it. And then he said, well, yeah, what about me? And in my mind, I thought, this dude, this dude clearly, everybody knows this dude look evil. Like, he ain't gonna, and then I woke up. And then Holy Spirit gave me understanding to say, that person was not evil, right? That person was actually a Christian. That's why he came to you, because he actually was a Christian, right? But the devil has this strategy to where he'll burn Christians in one area, right? Maybe he'll backstab you, or somehow he'll hurt, he'll hurt people in a particular area. Even though he knows you're gonna get over that. Just like that guy came in he didn't really do me any harm unplugging the iron, you know. He he thought he was slowing me down, but it, it really didn't. I had actually already finished ironing the shirt. He didn't slow me down at all. And then his strength was feeble, right? It was feeble, like some 98-year-old person. It, him pushing on my wrist, that was nothing. Like me pushing on his wrist, there was almost no resistance. I could almost like snap them off, right? I'm serious. So it might seem, why would the devil do that, right? That was a weak attempt at best. But the devil isn't looking at that instance. He's looking at beyond, right? So that way, when God sends somebody, 
that kind of seems like they fall in that particular circumstance, you're going to be triggered emotionally and you're going to overreact. You're not going to discern. You're going to overreact. So just like I looked with my natural senses and said, everybody knows this dude looks evil. Like, ain't no way he going to be in this play. This play is for the Lord. But then Holy Spirit let me know, no, he's not evil. The first guy was doing evil, right? The second guy was not doing evil, but Satan wants you to get tripped up in emotions. So you will think that guy is evil and not allow him to do the work of the Lord. So my point is this, right? We have to know how Satan does things. We're not stupid, right? He will send people to you many times to burn you. Sometimes he does it to destroy you outright, but other times it's to destroy you on the backside, like indirectly, right? By sending a little tester to burn you a little bit, that way you'll get triggered and the next time around, you're going to overreact. So it's almost like you throw out the baby with the bathwater. You overreacted, right? Too much, too much. So that's what that dream was about. Like, don't overreact and make sure you discern because there are people that the Lord is going to use. Uh, but if you go off of your natural senses, you might think that they're not of God, but really they are of God. So anyway, he, Holy Spirit prompted me to share this dream with you just now. <sighs> right? Because you have to understand how the devil does, right? And you can't be stupid, right? Now here, I pulled up this definition of stupid. Stupid. I got a, hold on a second, a crypto ad just popped up. Stupid. Adjective. Slow of mind, obtuse, given to unintelligent decisions or acts. Acting in an unintelligent or careless manner lacking intelligence or reason brutish right you can't be stupid when satan does something to you when he sends somebody at you whether it's to destroy you outright or you know to to kind of get you like i said so you'll overreact in another situation down the line right you can't be stupid you have to remember the devil's strategies. You have to remember his tactics because he is going to do them again. All right. And so for me, what I've developed over time, I call it one strike, right? One strike. See, the world's policy is, oh, you get three strikes and then you're out. But you have to remember who runs the world. The devil runs the world. So all of these little catchphrases and whatnot that, you know, are so prevalent throughout the world, where it's not godly wisdom, it's worldly logic, it's worldly sayings, it's worldly things. It's not based on God's logic, it came from the devil, it's twisted. There's some truth in it, but it's twisted, right? So, you know, they'll say, oh, three strikes and you're out. But if you really think about it, that's a wicked thing, right? It's foolish. Why would you allow somebody to strike you, to hit you three times, or stab you three times before you say, you know what? Never again. Three strikes, you're out. I mean, and you know, and I don't know in other countries if you, you know, follow that or if you have a saying or something similar. In America, we have that saying. And so you're kind of predisposed or pre-programmed to handle situations like that, right? Because it's in the back of your mind, right? Three strikes. I got three strikes. I got two more, right? 
So I learned after being burned so many times, it's like, you know, wait, 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 wait. You ain't nobody getting three strikes. You get one strike. That's it. One strike, right? Because if, if and by strike, I mean, this is in the area of trust. Like for me, you know, you, you might do your work and maybe you didn't get the work right. Okay, I'm not going to fire you because you didn't get right the first time. You get times. It's a learning curve, right? That's different. But when it comes to trust, oh, no, 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 no. One and done, son. One and done, son. Right? That's it. One strike, you're out. So if I, not if, but when I catch you, because Holy Ghost is going to let me know. When I catch you, when I find out that you were backstabbing me, when I find out that you was talking evil behind my back, when I find out that you was trying to be slick and manipulate me or manipulate a particular decision that I said was going to go, you know, this particular way, when I find out that you did those things, see, now we done. I don't give three strikes, right? Because that, that shows me so much about the character of the person. This lets me know right then and there, like, oh, I thought this was somebody that, you know, I was close with or that the Lord sent. Oh, clearly, this is somebody that the enemy is using. Why? Because it shows me they have a lack of integrity. The Lord's not going to send somebody that has no integrity, right? And so you can just slice, you can slice that action that that person did. You can thin slice it, as they say. You can look at what that person did. Somebody went behind your back. They sold you out. I mean, whatever. It, it all stems from the same place, right? It all stems from the same place. And that place is a lack of integrity. So for me, I've learned. When I see it the first time, we done. Now, I'm way too classy and way too tactful, you know, to be rude and ignorant and treat people mean. I don't need to do that. But the level of access that I afforded you initially, you'll never get it again. And I don't buy into that that uh, worldly, the otherworldly adage that says, time heals all wounds, right? So it's like, hey, three strikes and time heals all wounds. So, you know, it, it's, been, it's been three years since I backstabbed you. You, you. you should let, by all rights, you know, you should let me into your inner circle now. Absolutely not. See, God, God called you to forgive, right? And that's what people in the world will say when you judge them. And we are called to judge. Hello, by the way, we are called to judge. The world will say, what? You're judging me. You're judging me. Uh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm called to judge you. I'm called to judge evil. I'm called to judge rightly between, you know, evil, you know, wickedness and, and righteousness. I am called to judge. So when I judge somebody <laughs> because, you know, their evil was action. Excuse me. The Lord rebuked that spirit of confusion. Get up out of here in Jesus name. I have a sound mind. So, Amen. When I rebuke that evil action, right? I'm not wrong in rebuking them, right? I'm not wrong in, in, in calling a spade a spade, but they'll say, oh, you know, you're judging me. You're judging me, you know? Who are you to judge me? I'm a Christian. I'm a son of the most high God. I have been called to discern matters and to judge between what is evil and what is good. I am called a judge, right? Don't fall into the, the traps of the world, right? Somebody burns you. Somebody backstabs you. Somebody lies on you. Somebody tries to destroy you even one time. That's it. That's all they get is one time. You, you're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive me. Yeah, I'm supposed to forgive you. I don't hate you. 
I forgave you, but I don't forget. That's another thing the world says. Ah, forgive and forget. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Because if you forget the evil that this person has done to you, then guess what? They're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. It's Charlie Brown and Lucy and the, and the football. For those of you that, that ever watched or, or followed the Peanuts cartoon, it's the same thing. Every time Charlie Brown would try and kick the football, this girl, Lucy, would hold the football. Charlie Brown would run up to kick it, and before he could kick it, she would always pull the football away. And he would just go flying in the air and land on his backside. And she would just be cracking up. Ha ha, Charlie Brown. You're so dumb, right? And he would always he would always fall for it. There was only one time out of all the history of the Peanuts cartoon. And I think the Peanuts came out in like 1960s, right? Only one time he didn't miss. Because she got distracted somehow and he actually kicked the football. But other than that, every other time he was, it was... A dumb, like she said, you're so dumb, Charlie Brown. He just, he would just keep trusting her, right? But we're not called to forgive and forget. We are called to forgive. Master, if my brother offends me, how many times should I forgive him? Seven times? No, seven times 70. What? You keep forgiving him, right? You don't hold it against him, but that does not mean that you forget this person's character and that they're a backstabber or a liar or a gossiper, right? Or a betrayer, you can't forget that, right? Because that's the same person that would sell you out. The time is coming when people are gonna be selling out their family members to the government, right? You, you can't forget somebody's character, right? Their character is their character. And if it's an evil character, yeah, forgive them. Because the Bible says, if, you, if I don't forgive somebody else, then my father in heaven won't forgive me my my trespasses, my sins. So yeah, I'm called to forgive you, but I didn't forget that you're a liar. I didn't forget that you're a cheat. I didn't forget that you're basically a snake and a weasel. Oh no, no, money, I know exactly who you are, but I forgave you, but you ain't gonna be close on me. You ain't coming up in my house. I'm never gonna trust you with anything of value. Why? Because I forgave you, but I didn't forget. I forgave you, but I'm not stupid, right? <laughs> I'm not stupid, right? I'm not ignorant of Satan's devices. So I just want to encourage you, right? Use wisdom. One strike, done. Done, son, done. When somebody shows you that they have a lack of integrity, don't keep giving them the opportunity to stab you in your heart. The first time they do it, the first time they do it, done. And usually, you can see the signs before they even get to stabbing you. Usually, you can, but we kind of wait. Ah, let me just make sure I give them the benefit of the doubt. And then, bam, they stab you. Ah, right? They stab you. If, if, it, if, it, if it's allowed to get that far to where they stabbed you, okay, they stabbed you. But don't give these people, and thus the devil, the opportunity to keep doing it to you again and again and again. Learn the lesson the first time. Okay? So, let me make sure I did read the scripture. <laughs> Man, shall I read the scripture? Okay, here we go. Sorry. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Matthew 10, verse 16. Behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents 
and innocent as doves. You have to be wise as a serpent. You have to use discernment, right? And when you see people, you know, backstab you or do evil to you or show you a lack of character, right? You have to use wisdom. Be wise as a serpent. Nip that joker. Nip it in the bud the first time. Use wisdom. Don't let them keep jacking you up, right? Because either A, it's just going to outright destroy you, or B, like I said earlier, that's part of Satan's ploy. He'll do these minor wounds, and then you're going to be so wounded after all those times you allowed yourself to get stabbed, you're going to be hypersensitive, and you're going to overreact in a situation, and you're going you're gonna to mistreat somebody that actually was a person of God. But because the situation kind of seems like that old situation, you're not going to use discernment. You're going to overreact and you're going to jack somebody up that belongs to God. Then you're going to need to repent and you're going to have to go back and, and bring healing to that person, right? Because you sinned against God and that person, right? By not using discernment. So anyway, that is the message. I just wanted to share this with you all. And... Uh, I really encourage you, right? Well, there's two parts to the message. So remember, number one, right? God is God. He is the almighty God. When God speaks, he's not speaking just to hear, you know, himself talk, right? He's bringing a message or a word to you to change your life and make it better. That's why, right? Whether he's coming to rebuke you or encourage you or ex exhort you, whatever, God's word is always going to come to make your life better because that's what the Lord does. That's what he does, right? So discipline yourself to remind yourself who God is and don't take his words lightly. Journal, write his words down, commit them to memory, meditate what he says to you, whether it comes to a prophet or like an evangelist through myself or whatever, or if it comes to you in your house, right? Write it down. If you're not into writing it down, record it on your phone. There's just no reason that we don't uh, hold God's word in high esteem so we can go to it again and again and again. Not in this day. There's, there's, no, there's no good reason. It's just not, okay? And, and, and number two is, remember how the devil moves, right? And that he'll use people to get close to you, to hurt you, right? And so you just can't rely on the world's wisdom and their their sayings, their worldly sayings, right? Uh, three strikes and you're out. No, don't give people three strikes, right? When they showed you that they don't have integrity the first time, that's the last time. It doesn't mean you have to be mean to them or rude or angry or hate them. No, just understand that's that person's character. They're never going to get close to me. Not ever, ever, ever. Not ever. Even if and when they repent. Well, I repented now. Okay, well, God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. So glad to hear it. The Lord bless you. Keep it moving, right? That's me. I never give them an opportunity again. Doesn't mean I won't work with them. It doesn't mean, like I said, I won't be kind to them or even bless them. But yeah, they'll never get the opportunity to have access to me like that ever again. One time, that's it. I learn. I'm not stupid. Learn. Okay, that's it. That's it. So anyway, hey, I love y'all with the love of the Lord. And always remember to submit yourself unto God first, then resist the devil and he will flee from you. 
Until next time, aloha and be blessed.